for everything, but I need to. Let me tell you. The strawberry ash for Creepy. <laughs> As Liz and Lex get spooky. <laughs> I know. All Anyways, right. okay, are we ready for this one? Spooky, yeah. Spooky skeleton. Hi, everybody. This is Listen Likes Get Spooky. A paranormal, supernatural, true crime podcast. So welcome back. And we do apologize for being away so long. It's been very hard to get together with our schedules. Also, me and her living two and a half hours apart from each other. So it's kind of hard to get back together. Our friend Kristen is joining us today um, for dramatic effect. Yes. And in another episode, she may be telling a story. We're still working that out, if she's ready for that or not. Um, (laughs) Before we start with our stories today, I do want to say thank you to everyone who has listened. Um, We have a lot of listeners throughout the United States, and we actually have a few international listeners, and they are from Chile, Spain, France, Honduras, and Germany. Yay! So thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you keep on listening, and I hope we're entertaining you enough to want (laughs) to keep on listening. But we really appreciate everyone who's listening. It makes us want to record more and do an even better job. So, you know, you guys can always tell us what you want to hear, suggestions of what you want us to talk about, what you want us to say, all that kind of stuff. So... Yeah, because we just pretty much just go on Google and search around. So if you guys want to direct us a little more, that'd that's be wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys really know a place that you really like and you want us to talk about it, or if there's, I don't know, uh, I mean, we talk about everything aliens, demons, conspiracy theories, cults, ghosts, and murders. Mm-hmm. So any of those. And black eyed kids, if you Stop have anything it! for that. <laughs> Please do not. If you send stuff in, I will block you because I <laughs> can't with the black eyed kids. I can't. I can't. I don't even know why I just said it. I just like cursed myself. <laughs> Anyways, I would like to congratulate Liz because she got promoted recently. Oh, yeah. Great job. Yay. Oh, thank Yay. you. And Lexi finished the semester and passed all her classes. So I did. that's what we've been pretty much busy with. And yes. It's been so busy this last month that that's really why we could not get together and record all of these. So we've been trying to uh, figure out our schedules now. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to tell you some aliens and demon stories. So do you want me to start? Do you want you? Do you um, want to go? I can start. Okay, so this one might be stepping on Lexi's territory a little, but it's called the Smurl Family Haunting, and it's a demon story because they think it's demonic activity or poltergeist. Interesting. I don't know if you've heard of that. The like last a... name sounds a little bit familiar. Okay. After flood damage forced them from their home. Janet and Jack Smurl, along with their young daughters and Jack's parents, moved into a duplex in West Pittson, Pennsylvania. Wow, that name should have just deterred them in yeah. general. West Pittson. Pittston. Oh, same thing. It was a bit of a fixer-upper, and they put a lot of their effort into repainting the house, um, doing repairs, refurnishing, all of that good stuff. And when they started to kind of change and alter the home, that is when the eerie activity began. Ooh, 
Oh, so maybe they like um like they yeah. did something to disturb it. Yeah. Its rest. Well, you know, like in um the pol and I think this is correct in Poltergeist when they start digging up the the burial grounds isn't that what like unleashes oh. the Poltergeist or is oh. that am I making that up? I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yeah. Um. Or is it just they have... Oh, no, their home was built on it. Oh, yeah, their home was built. But usually if they... A lot of times it's usually when they, like, dig up something. Like, they un... Because a lot of times it it could be, like, if they buried it, Mm -hmm. it's fine. And then if they dig up around it, Mm -hmm. then that can... That's a problem. That can be some things that are starting the problem. Yeah, so if they're refurnishing and putting pipes in and all that kind of stuff, I guess I could see that. Um, So initially the episodes were benign. Tools would go missing. Then they would reappear. Old wall stains seeped through fresh coats of paint. The kitchen appliances caught on fire even when they were unplugged. Awful odors um, would come through and overwhelm the house. And then all of a sudden they would just completely disappear. Like a sulfur kind of smell? Did it explain? Okay. Um, Okay. So a little bit we've talked about like the differences between like poltergeists and ghosts and that kind of stuff. And um, that's like the – you can just tell like in this story – the activity is just a lot more like toxic and demonicish, I guess. Yeah, less like seeing apparitions and yeah, just, things like that. It's more, yeah, I got you. Yeah, so even with all that little stuff, the family continued on. Jack was promoted at his job, and then he also was coaching his daughter's softball team. Janet became pregnant and helped organize an anti drunk driving group at the local high school. The daughters excelled in their studies, and the in-laws were extremely happy, um, but their luck was about to change. Um, can I ask real quick what do you, what year this was, or do you not? Let me do a quick Google search. Because isn't there um, organizations through schools for the drunk driving stuff? Yeah, it's fairly recent. Okay, because I feel like I remember when uh, we were in high school. I feel like that started. And there was like all this, like the dare oh, and nineteen seventy four. Oh. Oh, it's. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's farther started. than I thought. Maybe she started it then. Yeah. That one, I don't remember what that one is called, but I feel like I remember something in high school being about, uh, like being against drug drunk driving or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Soon the Smurls were struggling to make ends meet. Mary, Jack's mother, suffered a heart attack. The spirit, spiritual visits, I guess we'll call them for now, um, started to intensify. Mary and Janet claimed to have perceived voices that sounded like one another. Janet Mm. would think she heard her mother-in-law call her name, while Mary thought she heard Janet and Jack um, having arguments and uh, calling for her. Ominous black masses Formed, oh, no. and thro- formed and floated through the home. What? Janet said she was visited in the dead of night by a malevolent force who molested her in her sleep. I can definitely see why they thought this was more demonic. demonic. Yeah. Malevolent, that means like something bad or yeah. just a yes. It's like evil, like oh. a malevolent being. Uh, then Jack joined the club. Lying in bed with Janet, he heard someone whispering, a young woman it seemed, um... So when he turned to face his wife, he watched a figure run run up her leg. Oh my no, god! No, and, no, no, no! And no, then no, 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 after no. that night that she was raped again, oh uh, the house grew even darker. Oh my god! No. Uh, the next stuff that kind of started happening, a light fixture fell from the ceiling. I cut one of the daughters when it fell on impact. Oh. The family dog was picked up and thrown against the wall. Oh, no. Oh, 
no. Yeah, see, that would just fuel all my Just leave the energy. poor dogs alone. Leave, leave the, them alone. Yeah. Leave the animals alone. Well, and the woman. <laughs> Take the worried. kid. I don't care about that. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> but really, the, 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 the dog. dog. <laughs> like, yeah, why are you going to throw the dog? The dog doesn't even know what's happening. Uh, Janet also said she was picked up by an invisible presence dangling about six feet in the air and then tossed across the room. Oh, my um, God. I would just get out so the things gtfo yeah the um (laughs) like they were claiming this is when they started to say like okay this isn't a ghost um they're saying it's like a succubus which are like yeah uh they're like the spirits that like do the molesting and like that kind of stuff i believe yeah um it's said that the succubus entered the living room and raped Jack while he was watching baseball on TV. What the fuck? Um, even oh neighbors God. reported hearing screaming from the house every time the family left. So the Smurls con- contacted the self-taught demonologist duo, the Warrens. Oh, yeah. Um, after inspecting the house, Lorraine Warren who is the clairvoyant with a lot of well-known paranormal investigations. Um, she, some of their movies are like The Conjuring, Annabelle, oh, yeah, that's uh, those people. Yeah, okay. Um, the big, what's the big one? The Haunting in I Connecticut the, or whatever. The haunting, oh. haunting of the Hill House. Oh, was it the, no. no. It, it's the one in, it's the, I forgot what the name of it is. I think it's The Haunting but, in Connecticut Yeah, I can't remember like the actual name of the murder, but um, she concluded that they shared the home with spirits, an elderly woman, a young and possibly violent girl, a man who suffered and died in the home, and a demon who manipulated the three other spirits to, to do attack so. the family. Oh, oh, God. Yes. And they're still, they still decided to still live there? Yeah, I mean, GTF. I think it was like oh, he lost yeah. his job and stuff and they really oh, couldn't. Oh, so they couldn't I lived in a homeless shelter before I lived there. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is what happens every single time when somebody is getting when there's you know demonic things like they can't they want they can't to leave move out, right. but they can't because of financial situations yeah and i think the energy's like there's the like demons and stuff are so smart that they like thrive they like feast off that like they know this is a vulnerable family mm-hmm. and that they can't do anything about it right but you guys um, did say like demons follow so is he like following the guys to make sure that he does lose his job so they can't get out of this house i don't you know I think that's think the that's case it. but i mean it gets you know it gets in a really deep talk like if you go about god like everything is like he sees everything as a purpose and on the other end the evil of god probably sees like ahead of time like oh this is what's gonna happen and that right. kind of stuff um by the way I feel like I really want to go get a margarita today. Because <laughs> of Cinco de Mayo? Because of tacos. Cinco de Mayo. But um, I feel like it'll be too late for that. But anyways, let's get back to your story. Do <laughs> 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 you don't have any here? I don't. You want like a real margarita? I want, I want a prickly pear margarita. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that sounds so good. I don't know if we have any here. Anyways. Let me According to Ed Warren, the demon that inhabited the Smurls' home was very powerful, and uh, they tried to persuade it to leave by playing religious music and praying, and that's when the mirror shook and the furniture shook um, while they were trying to do that. Warren claimed he felt a drop in temperature and saw a dark mass form in the home, and the demon once left a message on the mirror telling them to get out. Oh, my God. Well, at that point, I would get out. Yeah. Peace out. Bye. After months of investigation, Warren alleged that he had a number of audio tapes containing knocking, and this 
and the raping caused by the demon. Um, so like more people started coming. Professor Paul, oh sorry, <laughs> Professor Professor Paul Kurtz of State University of New York and the chairman of Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. Wow, that's a title. Um, he kind of said that the Warrens aren't a factual investigation. Um, then he started kind of getting this ball rolling that the whole Smurls family was, you know, putting up a hoax and a charade and it was just huh. like a, a story. He said, yeah, he said that the family's claims were possibly due to delusions, uh, hallucinations, or like a brain issue, and he wanted them all to go to psychiatry and uh, whatever. Um, (laughs) So then people started to begin camping out of their house because they wanted to see the stuff, the demonic oh. activity going on. Um, well, geez. Yeah. The, no there were tons of cameras. Reporters were all over their lawn. Cars would, like, come by and stop and watch just to hope they would see something demonic. Um, Wouldn't that make the demon or whatever not want to probably do it? Yeah. Or I guess, too much attention. Or if it was, like, wanting to show off, I guess, too. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Like, beware, I'm this powerful. Yeah. Um, the Smurl family then started to feel, like, really even more anxious because they were the center of a media frenzy. Mm-hmm. Um, representatives from the Roman Catholic Church in Scranton, what, what, the hey. office, they were uncertain what to do, um, and they were uncertain as to what may be causing the activity. So multiple priests visited the Smurls' home to bless it, and they reportedly encountered no harmful activity while on property. Interesting. In 1986, an area priest actually moved into the household, hoping to witness the demonic forces firsthand. Nothing stirred. After two nights without issue, he left. That same year, the Smurls expressed exhaustion over incessant media scrutiny and people just saying they were liars and that kind of stuff. And in 1987, they finally packed up and left their Chase Street duplex. Oh, thank goodness. Um, but then they said the supernatural phenomena reportedly followed them to their new home okay. until the church came in 1989 and exercised the house and cleared it all of its activity. Do they know if it was... The same demon from the first house? I don't think they... I th- Yes. Yes, they did. Um, it said it was... Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> An unidentified priest performed three unsuccessful exorcisms at first, and that the demon avoided the rites by moving between the double block home, since it was a duplex, mm-hmm. uh, that he would move... When they started to exercise it, he'd be like, okay, I'm going to go in this this house oh and then he would come back after because he had the ability to hop around and that he was also following or they i don't know what the gender of a demon is um they also would follow the family to other locations that's really interesting because i feel like if they well i guess maybe they didn't figure it out but if they would have they would Mm -hmm. you would think that oh maybe they should have two priests at the same time in each house to bless it to try and finally get rid of it yeah um Since then, experts, priests, television producers, and journalists have all scrutinized their story, including the Warrens themselves, who uh, wrote a book on the Smurl case called The Haunted One Family's Nightmare. Um, But they were pretty much, the Warrens pretty much said, yeah, it's haunted, while everyone else was kind of saying, no, it's not. 
and many reviewers regarded the book as one-sided, echoing skeptics who saw rational explanations behind the otherworldly claims of the Smurl family. The people who then moved into the Chase Street duplex said nothing unusual has ever happened in their home since then. Well, I wonder if that's just because it went to follow the Smurl family to their new house. Yeah. And right, that's just, what I'm wondering, because you just guys said demons follow. Yeah. yeah, so that is pretty much the whole story, so that's why it's kind of short, because it... I'm so 50-50 on it because I really do think the Warrens kind of have that, I don't know, they've done a lot in that in that field, so I feel right. like they wouldn't just willy-nilly be like, yeah, there's a demon here, but then no one else saw anything, so it's hard to But, like, know. aren't the Warrens, like, very, like, good about all that stuff? They did, like you said, they did a lot of it, so it's mm-hmm. like, but it is kind of weird, like, why would they only see something, you know, mm-hmm. when, like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, Unless, but like, she was demons... clairvoyant, so she has the ability to, like, actually see the stuff where, like, a priest, even though he's, like, a man of God and it would upset a demon, it wouldn't, he wouldn't necessarily go in there and be able to see it, you know? Right. Yeah. Did they ever think of trying to, like, get another medium, like, a medium to come in? Yeah, they said they had, like, a not mediums, but they had, like, that guy who was saying they, um were faking it he stayed there and then like a bunch of priests went in and out and saw nothing so no one like Lorraine Warren that's the only thing okay because I feel like they could have just been they could just leave them alone Mm -hmm. and oh you know but then those who can sense things then Mm -hmm. they would be the ones who could really prove that there were things there but since there was only one person who they really had go there I can see why other people would be very skeptic um in believing mm-hmm. that there's actually something there. Yeah. I have some more, like, instances here that happened in their house. Okay. Um, Hit me with them. Well, <laughs> we already talked about the stains, but so they would, like, re-carpet and do new floors as part of the renovation, and the same stains would, like, come up and reappear, same in the walls. Oh. Um, some specifics, like the television, I think I already said, like, the television set and appliances burst into flames. Mm-hmm. Um, pipes would leak regardless of what they did to them. The new sink and bathtub that they had all of a sudden had scratch marks all over it, and it was, like, unexplained. You almost think that all these things happening, it's kind of, like, maybe telling them. I mean, obviously, because with the mirror thing, too, to get out, that they just want to be left alone. Yeah, the demon. Or just like, like the just demon's like, the I don't down. like this bathtub. Let's do, let's get a different one in here. Like, yeah, like, like he's like, I'm going to scratch this up until you get one that, like, like uh, I can fit Your interior in. yeah. design skills are horrific, and I am just going to mess everything up until you get it right. Right, until yeah. you get it like, right. Oh, this TV? Nope. Boom. It well, just goes in flames. This like, wall color? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's really I mean, what I honestly, like, I feel like at that point, I would just burn the house down and rebuild. Yeah, but they probably yeah, but could still be there. Then you're out, like, however much you paid. Well, and I just paid, I, I just know. pulled I up a... I like, burn the demon. That's not how it That's, works. Yes, yes, it would it would not go away. I just told you demons can bop around, so he'd just be like, okay, well, where, we, where are we going now? Like, Let me hang out over here for a little bit and move back. But what about the ghosts? I mean, they, they're they not really the malicious ones, though. They but just, yeah, but would they burn up? They don't burn no. up. I don't know where they go. They, they would still probably be in that property. Mm-hmm. That's a whole topic. I, I, we, can't, we don't have time to get into it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, the oldest daughter... Told her parents she would see people just, like, floating around her bedroom. 
And I just pulled up this article because I just do the greatest research ahead of time. But apparently the way the duplex worked is the parent, the grandparents were actually on the one side of the duplex. Mm, okay. And they, the other family was on one side. So, so they both experienced the, like, mm-hmm. okay. so how it was bopping around. That. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. Um, unplugged radios, blaring music, cold spots. Drawers were opened and closed rapidly um yeah and there's the rape stuff which i this story is really interesting because of the way the demon manipulates the other ghosts to me yeah i think that's very interesting and how they can do that with just ghosts and because most of the time you hear of demons manipulating actual people into Mm -hmm. doing things and not just ghosts (sighs) even worse this is a mega demon but yeah that's the story do we know what demon it is no they don't even so I that's why it ever... it's like hard to even know if it's real because usually when they do exorcisms and stuff, they, they you get the names. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, who goes there? Unless, like, well, you did say the one was an amateur exorcist or whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's he... why he's like, oh shit, forgot to ask the name. Like, <laughs> it didn't work. Like, Damn that's it. why it didn't tell me it was here. Damn it, I forgot my list of questions. Because, yeah. like, usually you hear most stories of. They try to get the name. Like, mm-hmm. that's one of the first things they do. Like, yeah. why they're there. Because you get like more that. power. Like, if you tell, if you get the demon's name, you get more power. So you can be like, Bartold, get hey, out of no, here. No, 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 Don't use my name for demon names. You are a demon. <laughs> <laughs> a little spooked now. But you know what? I have been thinking about that one meme where it was like, you know, like the demons in the bathtub and it's like, Oh, a day after having to be nice to people and smile. And I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, that was very good. I really enjoyed that story. Oh, thanks. Except now I'm like, now I'm freaked out. I'm going to be, oh, you're going to do it yourself. I don't know. You're fine. <laughs> Someone else will be in you. So What? I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Let's hear okay. some aliens. Okay. So. Alien. Alien. That's just a I... funny word. Yeah. I found um, a story on the Manhattan abduction. Hmm. So this one is about Linda Cortile Napolitano. I'm very sorry if I pronounced that wrong, but that's as best as it's going to get. <laughs> um, so she claimed to have been ad- abducted by aliens from her Manhattan apartment. And most of the memories um, that are told throughout this story were obtained through hypnosis. So she wasn't able to really remember anything until she went under hypnosis. So it's kind of like, eh, iffy, you know. Ooh, but I hear that's, that's it's a like, good good. Yeah. That's a good good? <laughs> like, <laughs> hypnosis, like, makes you remember stuff that you, like, it's been proven, like, it makes you remember stuff that you don't remember, but, like, your it's friend your or your mom would be like, oh, yeah, that happened to you when you were three, you know, like. Yeah. It's, I get, yeah it dives but, really deep. But a lot of people really questioned her like her memories through when she went under hypnosis so that's why psychology and stuff like that you know like when you try to black out stuff that happened when you were younger right they hypnose you Um, hypnotize yeah oh (laughs) (laughs) i wasn't even trying to be funny there like it just you know all right anyways so my hand gestures when i um so before the abduction took place in April of 1989, 41-year-old Linda was curious about the book Intruders, The Incredible Visitations of Copley Woods, and she began to read it. 
The more she read, the more she began putting two and two together. And 13 years previously, um, to 1989, she discovered a bump on her face um, not far from her nose. When a doctor examined this bump, he told her it was um, nothing more than a surgery. Yeah, so it was nothing more than a surgery. The only problem with this hypothesis was that um, she never had a surgery on there. Yikes! And on your nose. What kind of surgery? Hmm. Right, you know. Um, so, and I think it talks about it later again. Do you mind? Excuse you! Anyways. She's telling you the story. Were you trying to look it up and read it beforehand? No. I, she is. <laughs> Get out of here. She's going to be scared. That's what all scaredy cats do. They read well, it before. Well, that's what I do with Not my food, too. I look up the menu seven days in advance <laughs> so I know what I'm getting for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yes, we know that. It's very <laughs> weird. What's wrong with it? Nothing. I don't know. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... She read the book in April, and then around 3 a.m. on November 30th, 1989, Linda was woken as she floated out of her closed bedroom window from the 12th floor and into a hovering UFO. Hmm. She was escorted into a room that resembled a medical bay. She underwent medical procedures by several gray aliens, and then she was back in her room when she woke up. So this is a quote from her from when she was on the, um, when she was being brought to the ship. So she said, I'm standing up on nothing and they take me out all the way up, way above the building. Oh, I hope I don't fall. The UFO opens up almost like a clam and then I'm inside. Mm -hmm. I see benches similar to regular benches and they're bringing me down a hallway. Doors open like sliding doors. Inside are all these lights and buttons and a big, long table. Big, long table. You know what that reminds me of? Remember at carnivals, like the spaceship like, ride? The the gravity one? No, like, yeah, the one where you're on, like, the thing and it, like, moves you up and down and on the sides and it goes around and you're inside, like a spaceship? No. Okay. Anyways, I don't want to get up on that table. They get me on the table anyways. They start saying things to me and I'm yelling. I can still yell. One of them says something that sounds like, no big. <laughs> and okay. that's my best alien She's talk. Doing it. You gotta, no, you gotta add an alien voice. No big. No big. I think they were trying to tell me to be quiet because he put his hand over my mouth. Oh. Oh. Um, yes. So um, her abduction was actually witnessed by two guards named Richard and Dan who were working for the United Nations Secretary General. Javier Perez de Cuellar. Does that sound like I said it right? Javier Perez de Cuellar. I gotta look at it. C-U-E-L-L-A-R. Yeah. I think I know Javier sounds good, yeah. You took 12 years of Spanish. Yeah, I think that's... Sounds great. Pretty good. Okay. Um, (laughs) They were in a limousine crossing the Brooklyn Bridge that suddenly stalled, and then they saw a woman floating above ground towards a massive craft hovering. A craft, okay. Once... She no, was inside no. of it. It disappeared underwater. Oh, my God. What? So, yes. So, um, and then I have a quote from one of the guards, Richard, and he said there was an oval-shaped object hovering over the top of the apartment building two or three blocks up from where we sat. We didn't know where it came from. It happened too fast. Its lights turned from a bright reddish-orange to a whitish-blue coming out from the bottom. Green lights rotated around the edge of the saucer, 
a little girl or woman wearing a white gown sailed out of the window in a fetal position and then stood in midair in this beam of light. I could see three of the ugliest creatures I ever saw. I don't know what they were. They weren't human. Their heads were out of proportion. Very large heads with no hair. Those buggers were escorting her (laughs) into the craft. My partner screamed, we have got to get them. We tried to get out of the car, but couldn't. After the woman was escorted in, the oval turned reddish-orange again and whisked off underwater. Mm. So Underwater? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't, what state I don't is think, this? Uh, this is in New York. So what they witnessed that night would become a curse to them, having deep impact on their lives for years to come. Interesting. These, deep impact. Yes. These men became irrational and displayed psychotic behavior. Dan himself um, convinced, or he convinced himself that Linda had supernatural power and could influence other people. He even stalked her, kidnapped her, and interrogated her. (laughs) Wow. And um, when he kidnapped her, he forced her into a similar nightgown he had seen her wearing the night she was abducted. Mm -hmm. Um, She managed to escape, but... He caught up with her and began dunking her head into the water. So when she escaped, she escaped to a beach, but that's where he caught her. And then he began, like, dunking her head into the water um, until the other man, Richard, found them um, because he knew – I I think he knew what Dan was planning because – I guess I should say – I guess I didn't write this in, but they had kidnapped her, I think, once or twice before when they interrogated her to try and, like – figure out what was going on, but then this last time was just Dan um, who kidnapped her and did all that stuff. Um, so, Richard yeah. was pissed. So Richard that. found them and convinced Dan to release her. And a month after um, her kidnapping, Richard showed up at her door and told her that Dan's behavior became so out of control that he was committed to a mental facility. Oh my god. And so, he wasn't even the one abducted. He just saw it happen and flipped out. Yeah, which is kind of I feel like that's even, like, scarier because even just witnessing it, he went crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, Around the same time um, of the abduction, there were other witnesses who reported the UFO sighting. One um, claim was by a woman named Janet Kimball. She claimed that her car had stalled on the Brooklyn Bridge on that same night in November 1989. So I'm assuming that a lot of all the cars who were driving at 3 a.m. on that night all stalled on the bridge. From when um, the UFO came in. Um, She described the same scene as the two bodyguards. At the time, she believed she was witnessing special effects from an upcoming film. (laughs) um, But then learned about the abduction and she felt like she needed to report her sighting. Which I guess it could make sense because... I would think that. You know, at this... Well, I bet I guess in 1989, I don't know. Yeah, but they don't know about the, like... I don't know, I feel like that's when, like editing and special effects started being a thing so mm-hmm. they probably they probably know. felt like what could happen like you know if it's new thing like mm-hmm. anything could happen you know um javier admitted to witnessing this event as well but he refused to go public um because of his status he uh-huh. didn't want people to think of him as you know a believer and stuff like that like being oh. a, you know why he didn't want anybody to know that he also witnessed this and oh. he didn't want people to believe that you know he also saw this too. Um, so here's this uh, the the part with the um, the nose thing that she had mentioned from that 13 years earlier. So in November of 1991, 
During a routine examination, a metal or metallic object was discovered inside Linda's nasal cavity, which suggested that it might be an alien implant. Two oh. weeks after the x-ray, she suffered a serious nosebleed during the night. In the morning, she found extensive blood stains on her face and pillow. A later x-ray revealed that the metallic object was no longer present in her nostril through a um, conspicuous ridge of built-up cartilage that showed that there once had been an implant. The suspicion was that aliens had implanted her, but um, that after the implant having been discovered, it was removed so that this alien technology would not fall into human hands. Oh, they should have just removed it when they found it. <laughs> well, I guess maybe they thought that nobody would really discover it then, and they wanted to keep keep it in there mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, wow. Okay, that's all I have for that story. <laughs> what the frick? That's that all I had. That's great. Either way. <laughs> Aliens? I don't know. It's like, to me, it seems like so fictional but like more people believe like aliens and stuff than they they do do like ghosts yeah Yeah. i think and i believe ghosts more i i just get more scared of ghosts and like that kind of stuff because i think it's like ghosts invade your space like your own spaces Mm -hmm. where like like aliens take you from and i'm just like and usually they'll uh remove your memory of it so that you don't even remember you just lose time yeah or you just, like, they poke at you, whatever, they pick back most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I think I, when I was, like, reading it, too, that, like, the reason they, like, implanted that into her, I think they were trying to, like, observe human behavior and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, but then once it was discovered, they didn't want people to know that, to find it, to try and, like, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? They don't, they do just... experiments on the metallic object to figure out what it was. But I guess maybe, too, um, because... She said, like, 13 years before 1989, she had that, the bump that was by her nose. And that the doctor said was just from surgery, but she never had surgery. So maybe, mm. like, they put it in back then. But. I don't know. Yeah. You're think you're saying that they did that then? Yeah, maybe. I think that we, I think the government, you know, is a part of all of this. No, I'm just kidding. But, like, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. I think, like. You could be right, like, the government has to do with, like, you know, hiding it from happening and all that stuff, but I also think, I like, believe I feel like they could, they, they're actually doing stuff. I, well, I think they are doing stuff, you know, they're just, you know, we don't know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. I, gotta go to the bathroom and I feel like I don't know if I could find anything else to kind of, like, wrap it up. I thought it was good. Yeah, it's actually a lot shorter than what I thought it was, because then I got here and I was like, oh, sh- episode six, whoops. <laughs> I was like, I'm already done. But... I feel like it was, um, it was a lot of good information. Like, there were a lot of witnesses. It just didn't really mm-hmm. say, like, who except for, like, those guards, the bodyguards or whatever. Right, because maybe they didn't want to come forward. The and... one lady. Yeah. I don't, I think maybe a lot of them were, like, anonymous. But, I mean, at least there were quite a few, um, reports. Yeah. Of that. Which is why I, I would, I, like, it's more plausible because there were a lot of, of different witnesses. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, it's just those two guys, and then the one guy ended up going crazy. Yeah. And so you're like, hmm, well, maybe not. And then eventually um, they did have that UN guy, like, say that he saw it, but he wasn't going to, like, announce it, you know, in public that yeah. he witnessed it. But, yeah. I could talk all day about that. I know, right? But um, I think that's it for this one. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening. Keep on listening. We love you guys. 
Yeah. Um, you can follow us on social media at Get Spooky Pod. If you want to leave uh, suggestions, you could do it on there, or you can email us at getspookypod at gmail.com. And see you later. Bye. Bye, y'all.